Welcome back. Welcome back. That's Mace for anyone that doesn't know. <laughs> really a uh, tribute to our guest today, Aaron Mitchell, a high school coach, a lover of 90s rap music, a teacher at St. Thomas More. Chatted all things about how the education system and the school year has changed in the last few weeks with uh, the health concerns around COVID-19. Is there going to be a school year for the rest of the year? Who knows? How is education changing? He answers all our questions. Have a listen. Let us know what you think. Write us a review. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'm bored. I'm sitting at home, not doing anything. DM me. Let's chat. PE teacher extraordinaire, best high school basketball coach in uh, BC provincial history. Slightly biased. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Just trying to figure out how we're going to sort through the next, what's most likely, few months of our lives. So it's been an interesting few weeks already. And just trying to map the rest out as we go here how about you is spring break is officially over today for high schools yeah technically yeah technically we had two weeks um so technically in bc today would have been everyone's first day back so obviously kids are not going back to school right now but what has there been much conversation around like will there be the rest of the school year will they shift stuff online how's that gonna look yeah you know i think it really depends right now there's a there's a to be a bit of a gap between um, the public system and, and private. Obviously, we're an independent school, so we have a little bit of leeway in terms of what we can do. We are a little bit more in the driver's seat. I know my public school friends right now, I kind of just literally have been told to sit and wait at the phone and check your emails for updates as to what the plan is. Um, so in terms of in British Columbia, um, I know other provinces have some different plans, but in BC, um, the public system is still trying to figure that out. Um, the timing was good and bad. Like having right. it be spring break was good because it gave everybody some time. But then I think a lot of people were just like, hey, I'm on my holiday. And right. yeah. no one really knew what it was going to grow into. Like I remember um, sitting there on the Thursday before the holiday and it seemed like within an hour it went from, hey, there's this virus to, that everyone knows about to like, all right, there might be people not going to work. And I kind of regret maybe not being as um, informed about it because on the Friday in my last day of work, I didn't bring a lot of stuff home. I, you know, our, our admin told us to bring our laptops and be prepared that, that on this day we would be working from our laptops. So I was prepared for that. But just so many other things that I overlooked. So I think it's kind of all over the place and it's something that I think is going to take time. It's causing a lot of people anxiety and stress, but I think the proper mind frame and mindset right now is what's going to get everybody through it. And just having the ability to uh, understand that these are new times for everyone. Like, I, you know, we can't expect amazing things out of our principal because this is the first time he's going through it too. Right. Yeah. So um, it's pretty wild. That's a long answer, but it's been a lot of, a lot of time to sit at home and, and think about what the next few months are going to look like. So there's lots of racing through my head right now. What, like, what are the options that people are talking about? Well, for us, we're going to go digital. Okay. Um, we made a push in the last two years to have every one of our kids have the one-to-one -one device. Yeah. So every one of our kids does have a device. So 
we do have a luxury and, and it's something that I think we're all pretty thankful for. You know, there was a little bit of concern a couple of years ago. I think even when we did the podcast with you originally, we were just going to one-on-one and it was kind of like, oh, well, what does that look like? And, you know, do we trust the kids? And now fast forward to now and it's like, it is something that's going to benefit and pay off for us because we can have the kids do some work. Um, so, you know, from our perspective, we're a little bit ahead there. Um, but also being fully aware, like we met today, I had like three and a half hours of just video calling, um, from eight 30 on to uh, about noon today. And, uh, just like, just being conscious that I think the first thing that needs to be taken care of is that families and kids, uh, feel safe and feel comfortable and they feel like they're not stressed about, you know, their futures. I mean, you know, imagine all of us being back in grade 12 at this time of our year right. and going through, it's like, it's like a grieving process, right? It's like when someone dies or a major event happens, you go from being upset to angry to sad to, and now it's like, whoa, I might actually not step foot into the high school that I have been going to for four years and I have to graduate and I have to move on. And I, I got all these places to apply for, you know? So it's, uh, for us, we're going to go to the digital platform. We've got a couple of weeks here to prep and get ready. We, um, we're using like Google meets and we're going to meet with our departments tomorrow and talk about a plan. And I think it's going to vary in terms of just in terms of what your teaching load is. Obviously, you know, we teach PE. It's a, it's a subjective course where we need the kids to be physically there to evaluate and assess them. Right. So, um, but if you're asking me overall, I feel like families come first and, you know, our teachers, they all have different scenarios as well. Uh, you know, we have an almost three and a half year old. My wife just changed jobs where she's working from home. Um, she's supposed to be traveling from Denver and back all the time, but obviously that's on hold. So, you know, we're trying to hand off our son to each other because he's not quite old enough where we can give him a routine for the day. Cause he's not in school. So, um, balancing that and knowing that I'm not going to be available as a teacher for six hours or five hours to help the kids. And even if I was teaching a science or a math, and I think, you know, one of the huge things our principal said this morning was um, expect to get, you know, one third done of what you normally would. Hmm. And I think that helps. And that's not a bailout. It's just factual. Right. How can we, how can we assess the kids and how can we have demands and expect expectations from them if they're not learning and the normal way, whatever normal is, or the way that they're used to, right? They're way out of their comfort zone too. So I always try to put myself in the situation of the teenagers and, and think about how they're feeling and what they're going through. So we're going to meet again as a department tomorrow. And I think, you know, one thing we talked about is like, we're just going to have on Mondays, one of us will film a video and grade eights, here's your goal, right? Here's your goal for um, the upcoming week. And like, and this is what we want you to accomplish and get done. Um, and look at it as like the musics and the arts and the PEs are the ones that maybe they can get away from it a little bit. Right. So don't be on your device for six hours. Don't be worried about, um, passing tests or whatever it looks like, like get some physical activity in. And like, I was just talking to you guys. The one thing that has got me through the last two and a bit weeks is just doing a workout every day. Right. So, um, we're going to go forward with it and we're, it's obviously, um, we're, we're uh, building the plane as it flies is the analogy we're using, right? So we're literally putting the pieces together as the plane is in the air. Um, and it's, and it, and it's an interesting time for everyone. Obviously you can hear the anxiousness in my voice as I ramble on with these answers, but yeah. there's, I think just everybody needs to be able to have a great sense of humor, right? <laughs> uh, be prepared to fail. 
and understand that it's the kids that matter the most, which is essentially why we really got into this craft and this profession, right? Is to take care of the kids. So that should almost be something that's natural to us. Even just like consciously thinking about having a positive message anytime you're communicating with them, right? Like it sounds like from your department in physical education is more about being supportive and providing ideas of how they can be active in these next few weeks or months or whatever it is, however long it is. Yeah. Whereas like from, from a science or math or whatever perspective that is a little more, yeah, you know, reading, regurgitate kind of thing. Are are those types of, are those teachers talking more about like doing lesson, doing live lessons online? I think everybody's going to have a combination of, of it all. So what we're going to do is every Monday going forward is going to look the exact same. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday will all look the same. It'll be the same block rotation. Okay. They're only going to be our, our blocks and we're only going to go, um, till two o'clock. So, um, you know, by the time you get online and get going, you've really got 40, 45 minutes. So I know some teachers, if you're asking me, would I be lecturing? No, I wouldn't be, but that's just me. Um, but you're almost treating it like it's, you know, you're, you're away on a sick leave for a week. Like what would you leave for the sub? Mm-hmm. to make sure that the kids can be occupied. And then almost thinking about, other than the 12s, think about, you know, the other grade levels, what are the three things that I want them to take away and be ready to learn and have to know for September of next year, yeah. right? So it's not even about finishing this year. It's about prepping them and putting them in a spot so September they're ready to go. And I think just having a laid-back personality and feeling about it, like you guys think about, te- okay, one of you tell me about what you learned in Socials 9 um dead air right like yeah so 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 right exactly and and i think and i think that's the same for everyone right and i don't have i don't have a big enough ego to think that that's the most important thing so i think just having the understanding that hey what really matters right now is it the content or is it just having them learn keep a routine and and if they can take one or two things away by the end of the year then great because we're fooling ourselves if we look back in 10 years on our high school days and we can remember all the content. Right. So even just like answers that even just like trying to put what you just said very simply is like almost trying to provide them with an example of how to be a rational human being through a very difficult situation. Right. Like, yes, yes. Let's listen to the recommendations and stay inside as much as possible. Let's not meet up with our friends you know, things like that. Um, but at the same time, let's kind of build a plan of how we can, you know, in your specific criteria of like, let's try to be active. Let's like try to continue all these goals that we had set for the, for the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially what are we? We're, we're, we're models, right? A lot of times we're with these kids more than their own families during the year. Yeah, for sure. So just because we've gone online, we, we can still model positive behaviors and how to approach things and share our experience. And that's what, like for my leadership class, I'm not going to give them a ton of work. A lot of it's just going to be check in and we'll get on Google meets and then people can speak and talk. And as long as we're having good, good, honest conversation, I want them to, you know, learn from this and, and like, you make a great point and, and just be like, and I've caught myself so many times. It's so easy to get caught up in the kind of the negative or, like I just refuse to watch the news because mm-hmm. it's just so consuming, right? And and I think just having that reflection and, and thinking, how do I grow and learn from this experience? And man, I'm I'm never gonna get this time back with Eli, right? Like he's he's being a little bugger these days because he's almost <laughs> three and a half, but like 
I'll never get to spend this much time with them. And like my original plan was, hey, let's go to the pool. Let's go to the parks. Like, let's go to Science World on spring break. But that changed. And so I can be like, oh, well, this sucks. This is the shifts. And I'm going to stay on, you know, be on my phone and let him watch TV all day. Or we can like, we can learn and grow and, and, and get better. So I think you make a huge point for that. And, and just making sure that our kids are seeing positive examples. And I think I've already talked with a ton of our teachers and we are, you know, we're on different WhatsApp groups and we share ideas and thoughts and some people are really anxious and that's just natural, but talking through it and realizing that, yeah, Hey, if we go and we set off this panic button to these kids, they're going to, they're going to take that. Like they value what we have to say. Um, and they listen. So we need to be really strong and, and set the example, but also be vulnerable too. Like, I think it's okay to say, Hey, I have crappy days too, or this sucks. And I'm not really sure what's going on. Like this morning, you know, we just, we've told Eli he's been on vacation for two weeks, which is what we have been because we were on spring break. And then somehow like kids are so weird, man, this morning, he's like, dad, he's like, when do I get to go back to daycare? <laughs> and, and, and like before it was like, yeah, I don't have to go to daycare. Like I get up, I get Paw Patrol, we get to run around. And then now he's starting to realize even at his age, like we're talking to him about not touching things and keeping distance because of germs. And, you know, he gets most of it, but there's a lot, you know, he wants, he sees a kid in the neighborhood. He wants to go run to him. But today he was like, I want to go see my friends. So like he's three and a half and he's feeling that. Right. So Mm -hmm. kids are smart, man. They're way smarter than I am. So if we, if we don't set a good example and that's, I don't know, again, I'll say you make a huge point there. Just really having the kids feel like using us as a resource to look at, this is how you respond to things, you know? So, I would, Very ass- good point. I would assume the group of kids that's going to be most affected is the grade 12s. Has there been much discussion yeah. around um, like our universities kind of changing application processes? Cause they're, I, I, is, I don't know. You can answer this maybe, but like have year end yeah. exams kind of been canceled? Like how are they going to so, get grades to qualify for university and get in right. for next year kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know if you remember um, when we did chat, like, so provincial exams are gone anyways, right? Okay. So it's up to teachers anyways. So all they have to do is they have to do a, a numeracy assessment and they have to do a language assessment. So basically it's English and math is what the government is saying are kind of the most important, which makes the most sense, right? So it's up to teachers in the end anyways. It was last year, whether they wanted to give an in-class final or not or how they wanted to go, go about it. So I'm going to assume for now that maybe those assessments are going to be paused. Um, I think the government learned because the first time they came out, everybody that was talking to me that um, didn't really know education or whatever was like, oh, so every kid just gets what they get. Hey, how does that work? And I was like, oh, man, like they just they didn't frame it very well. Right. And yeah. it was like, no, what they're saying is if you've checked all the boxes up to this point for graduation, then you'll be fine. That what they're saying and what they're saying is like, but if you're only 80% towards graduation and you're in grade 12, well, then we've got some work to do. But they basically just made it sound like, oh, everybody gets what they have and we'll call it a year. And it's like, no, no, no. So um, actually, our principal said today that UBC, it sounds like um, it's just going with they're not even concerned about letter grades at this point. So I think it's just going to be a matter of time for everyone else to catch up. Like, are universities back in session? Do you know? Are they? I don't know. Uh, colleges and I don't know. I know that I know that Langara was online. I'm not sure if they're actually back on campus or anything. So I think it's just one of those domino effect things, and then everybody's going to look at it and go, "All right, how do we make sure that things 
get back to as normal as possible, right? They're not going to go. I don't think universities are silly enough. They need the students and they need the, they need the revenue, right? So they're not going to go, oh, well, yeah, everybody's got to write finals and you need a 91. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be, everybody's got to, everybody's got to kind of meet in the middle or else it just doesn't really make sense. Is there, I know like from my recollection of high school, there's very little discussion at all about like financial literacy and understanding how to save for difficult situations. And yeah, even just from my own personal experience in the last few weeks, I'm learning a lot about like things that I can take forward in terms of how to prepare better for slow, uncontrollable periods. But like, would that kind of stuff come into discussion at all with kids and just be like, look, this is, these are challenging times for a lot of people. A lot of people are, you know, losing their jobs because businesses can't open. So this is a good learning experience to kind of be prepared for a worst case scenario and, and, you know, save money and do things. Yeah. Ironically, one of the things that we've, we're just covering in our career life was financial literacy. And we are just talking about, we were just about to step into the interview process and the kids were going to do a mock interview with us. And we had them do, um, they had to plan their own vacation. So each kid got X amount of dollars Hmm. and they had to show us how they were going to plan that vacation. And again, like it might not be something that happens like right now because we're just kind of in, you know, catch up mode and figure this out mode. But for next year, like, absolutely. That's a new assignment. Like, Hey, remember when this happened in 2020, because kids that are five years old right now are going to remember it. Right. So what, what did you learn and what would you have done or what would you do if you were working and had the opportunity to save money? And so I think, you know, that's definitely something that'll be on the radar. I, I just think right now everybody's just trying to figure out what the heck. I think it's literally 12 weeks today yeah. Yeah. Um, is what like, we would have had till exams. Like what is tomorrow going to look like? <laughs> you know, Yeah. it seems like yeah. honestly for our industry in real estate, it seems like every day I wake up and learn something new there's been a new change with interest rates or like tenancy rules or mortgage deferrals. Like it just changes so quickly and it seems like everything is changing. Yeah. So it's almost like waking up and just being like, what am I supposed to learn today? Okay, sweet. How can I relay that to people? (laughs) Yeah. What did I learn while my head was on the pillow? Right. Right. It's like, but also like one of the things to take away is like, maybe not, maybe not for that extreme, but that's kind of, how we should live anyways like we should constantly be learning anyways right so like no matter if it's a pandemic or you're just doing your job every day like there's always something that you can be learning whether it's towards your personal life your social life your family life your work life for sure so i think there's lots of uh good takeaways that we can in the end but i think it's going to be yeah and then how do you you know how do you talk to a kid about Oh, pick a career where, you know, safety is involved. Like say a guy like Carl, for example, whose job is based on doing jobs for people in their homes and you're not allowed to go within six feet of people right now. Like how do you, I don't know. It's, there's so many things that I think we need to just reflect on once this is all over um, and and take away. But I think one of the things you mentioned is, yeah, like financial planning is wow. Cause I didn't think about it. Right. Just we have savings and we have, things but like i never was like oh if this virus comes all the way across the world (laughs) you know totally it's something that you would never think is realistic or would happen to you right for sure i would never think that the government would tell me to stay in my house for the next month (laughs) right right 
Yeah. It's weird. I know. Um, on the other side, like obviously sports was a big thing for me and Carl in high school and for you as a coach. Yeah. Like the sports that I played in high school, their seasons are over now, so it's not really affecting those kids. But I think is, is like the female soccer season just starting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, so so like I couldn't even imagine uh, not having a senior, like if, if, like if you were to tell me that our se- our basketball season in grade 12 was canceled, I would have punched you. Yeah. Like, I like, don't so even know how I would have reacted. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And just like, we're the, we're the defending, um, provincial champions for girls soccer, right? Oh, really? was joking. Yeah. He was joking. He's like, well, we have the trophy, so we'll just put 2020 on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. Like they were, seasons were just literally getting going for the the uh spring semester and they're done and like think about i think about cam and reese morris right number one team in the country oh, and right, yeah. getting ready to go to nationals and the nationals get canceled right like that's reese's senior year it's literally his last year of eligibility and he didn't even get to go to the nationals so just lots of different scenarios but i think once you know even talking with those coaches and our coaches, like once you step back, everyone knows what the priority is, right? It's our sure. health and our wellness. So, mm-hmm. but still you invest all that time and energy. Yeah. It would just been weird to have the season we did. We get super hot and then make the B season. And then all of a sudden, boom, we don't get to go like what? So just again, it'd yeah. Be, this, it'd be challenging for a 16, 17 year old kid to yeah. kind of have that perspective though. Right. Well, the year that we went without a gym, because we were constructing our new gym, like yeah. those kids still talk about it. Like they still joke about it, right? Like, oh yeah, well at least you didn't have the year with no gym. And it's like, oh, at least you didn't have the year where your whole last three months of high school were canceled, you know? Like yeah. just be really, really hard for them to grasp for sure. Like I think at first probably it was the, like I say, that like a grieving thing, right? Just, yeah, sweet. Maybe we'll get an extra week or two. And I was like, trying to tell the kids like you don't want an extra week or two because either you're going to catch that time up or that means something bad is happening. Right. And they're like, but they're kids like any time off school is good for them. And then probably, probably sometime towards the end of last week, like probably Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it was like, Whoa. All right. So this is really actually happening. And then, you know, at those ages, it's a tough thing to cope with for sure. It's hard enough for us as adults. Right. When all this major sports league started canceling, that's when I was like, okay, then maybe this is bigger than it seems or than yeah. people are talking about. Yeah. The one thing I was hoping they would just leave. Cause yeah, it was March Madness. Well, that one makes sense because there's a lot of people <laughs> close to each other and touching each other. So it, yeah, obviously that, that makes sense. But like golf, golf, oh, you're yeah. not within six feet of anyone except your caddy. And usually yeah. you're like hanging with your caddy 24 seven. Anyway. Yeah. Just yeah. eliminate fans. Maybe bring the yeah. purses down a little bit. So instead of making $2 million for a win, they make yeah. 600K. <laughs> right. So that some of the, but the sponsors can still be there. We're just sitting at home anyway. The viewership is going to be way up. I know it's tough, man. It's weird. I just think optically, if you know one sport just kind of didn't do it, then yeah. they probably would have been like, what the heck, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I know it's, I know <laughs> obviously all of us that are addicts are just like, give us something like I have our old neighbor and I was walking home the other day and he came out 
and he yelled at me, oh, you know who you're talking? This is old guy, and he just said, I found it. He's a big Manchester United fan. He's like, Manchester United is showing their top 20 goals from each year from 1990 on. He's like, go check it out. I'm like, <laughs> even this guy is dying for, like, some sort of sport or activity to be on TV, right? Yeah. So just so many things, I think, that hopefully, um, you know, it's like when you do a review of something or you do an audit or you look you look at something and you learn and you reflect, but then a lot of times, you know, a strategic plan and then it kind of just dwindles away over time, right? Hopefully everything that we've learned through this and going forward, like people will still apply. Like I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep my faith in humanity and hope there, but I think a lot of people, their natural instinct is to just go back to being themselves and like not really learning from this. And hopefully we can just appreciate the next time the NBA finals are on or when you're watching the masters or going to the grocery store and getting a loaf of bread and you know, whatever it is. Right. So yeah, it's just uh crazy times, man. And I just, you know, I don't want, I want, I don't want friends and family to be affected by it. And I think people just, you know, just even, even as city as a whole, you watched how we acted the first kind of 10 days and, you know, a lot of people still kind of just not taking it serious. And, um, it's interesting too, you know, with Reagan being from Saskatchewan, we're talking with a lot of people there that are still very ho-hum about it as well, right? Like, really, because still? it hasn't, yeah, like it hasn't, some people are very serious, some not, like her mom was in Florida and she had to basically like call her three times a day and say like, mom, you need to change your plans because also she's only getting American media, right? right. She's not getting Canadian content. So she's like, mom, like you've got like nine days left to get home and land in Canada or, and then I think it really hit her mom when she went to the airport and she laid over in, what was it? Her first flight had five people. Yeah. Atlanta, Minneapolis, five people on one flight and four on the other. And Atlanta is like, it's a major airport for transfers. Right. And she said it was just absolutely dead. And I think she was like, Whoa, like this is legit. Right. And then, the quarantine thing was she was like whoa and i but i still think kind of that the middle the middle of our country i'm not so sure is yeah yeah it comes for sure it comes to the cases right like until so, yeah. people see the numbers unfortunately they don't and i'm not gonna lie like i didn't know but like my wife's in the medical field and she's not necessarily in that field but like she's someone who's conscious of health and wellness and so she's staying with it and she's kind of like telling me and informing me and educating me right so it's just uh i don't know man it's it's wild it's hopefully so strange this, it yeah, seems hopefully like we all just last through it yeah <laughs> it seemed like the first week or two to me every time i looked at social media or something it was like very negative like oh. this is this is the worst thing that's ever happened to the world like thousands and thousands of people are getting it a day and dying but when you like actually look at real yeah. numbers it you kind of can figure yeah. that stuff out but to me it seems like a little bit that negativity is going away a little bit and it seems yeah. like majority of people throughout greater vancouver now are taking it seriously and yeah. the it seems like people are becoming more supportive and positive and optimistic. And like yeah. the one example, obviously throughout greater Vancouver right now is 7 PM every day, people going out to their balconies and cheering for healthcare uh, workers. Uh, have you, have you experienced that where you are? I haven't. No, not where we are. So but I actually was, I was thinking about, it'd be fun to get that going. I'm um, at, but I've been, I'm in Brentwood and yeah. a condo and every day at seven o'clock, I just like open the, balcony door and it is so loud 
And every single day it like gives me chills. Like it's like surreal that this is actually happening. It's so cool. Yeah, no, it is. And that's the thing is there, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I don't know. And you can't, you can't get angry at people for their reactions. Cause a lot of times they just don't know, right. Everybody's only going to, when things happen, they're going to, they're going to pull from their personal experiences yes. and life experiences. And everyone's got a different experience. Right. But I was saying to Reagan, I'm, you know, in the times where we catch ourselves maybe being a little bit negative or something, and we're just like, think of those people that we walked with in Peru that are like, you know, like yeah. they're living off $3 a day. Yeah. And they're like, the, did you hear about the Vancouver college group? They got stuck. No, they were, they were on the immersion trip for spring break. And then they got oh, stuck geez. in Peru for 15 days. They got off the train from Machu Picchu and the Peru president said, everybody in their house, 30 days, no questions asked military in the street. Like the main brother that runs it is from Brooklyn, New York. He's literally in a hotel in just like kind of halfway to Machu Picchu. He has the whole hotel to himself. <laughs> the owners of the hotel left. They gave him the keys to everything. They left him food and they are home locked in. He goes, I walk to the market in the morning. I just, I tell the military, like I'm getting a cucumber and a tomato. And I go back in the evening and I get either a cucumber or a tomato again, just so I can get out. But other than that, he's literally in a hotel by himself. Like, so we just like have to have perspective. And I think you're right when you see those things and see people catching on and realizing like, whoa, it's like at the start, it was like everybody was telling everybody what to do and lecturing people. Yeah. I'm like, just listen to the professionals, man. Like why, when this stuff's happened, does everybody have to have these opinions and post and share? And, and do we even know if it's real factual information, like read and be knowledgeable and just listen to like what the people who are paid to do know, like that's like me like Carl's going to die, but that's like me just thinking I can go and build a house. Like I don't have a freaking clue, right? Like I'm just going to go on YouTube or like, and go on Facebook and be like, any recommendations on how to redo my house? Like, no, there's someone who knows how to do that. Or like selling a home. Like there's, those are what those people are there for. And I think you're right through time. But also when you look at people, maybe it was a, uh, maybe it was, they just didn't want to believe it. So it's like, I'll just pretend like it's not there and I'll be angry about it. I'm going to lecture people. And then through time they go through the grieving and they're like, Whoa, you know what? We can make something positive out of this. And then maybe they have days where they're like worried about their grandma or grandpa. Like, I don't know. It's just, that has been one of the cool things. And I think we've noticed in, the, in our neighborhood, I don't know about you guys, but even the first, I'll never forget the first day of spring break, this Saturday, I took Eli to the park. And I ran into a couple other families and we were all talking and the way we were feeling about it was kind of like, okay. But then it seemed like within three days, we were all like, whoa, yeah. right? Like Reagan and I were like, whoa, we need to make some changes. Like we need to be smart here. Like we need to, we need to really isolate. We need to do family walks, but like, you know, and I, and then I think just through time people started to realize. And so in our neighborhood, there's probably 10 kids that are the same age that we see running around all the time. And they spent the whole first week of spring break. Like they were inseparable. And we kind of already were in the mind frame of like, whoa, that's not a good look. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually through time, like we don't see them anymore. Right. So I think everybody's starting to realize, like, if I do my part, um, then we'll all be able to get through this because selfishly, we all want to get back to our regular lives. Totally. So how does that happen? It's for us, like doing our own thing and, and doing what we're told. So do you think yeah. this, um, like, do you think people adjust social norms after this moving forward? And like I what, I mean, what I mean is like handshakes yeah. and stuff like that. First of all, handshakes um, are weird. Like why do you have to touch someone every time you see them? 
Like where, yeah. where did that come from? <laughs> you're just going to say you're talking to a guy who loves a good dap <laughs> <laughs> or, or a big bear hug. Yeah, Do you think it's... people are more conscious of that though, moving forward? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was maybe, funny. We maybe were, we uh, adopt the like uh, karate bow instead or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or just the air five or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's something to be, it's something to be at least thought about. Right. And hopefully the government after all of this does kind of remind us Yeah, and maybe we'll see the visual, maybe we'll see the visuals out, you know, in the public and see, you know, the signs and the things they like, remember social distancing, remember this, remember that. Right. Like, I don't think it has to be as extreme as it is now, but obviously something wasn't working and it's like, you know, I constantly think about at work, it's like tell Reagan, like, okay, well, a third of our school is sick right now. I expect me to come home sick pretty soon here. You know, mm-hmm. like that's just a small example of it. So yeah, I don't know. You don't like the handshake. I mean, you probably, you're in an industry where all you do is like handshake and uh, fake smile at people. I, don't, I honestly don't mind it at all. And uh, yeah. I'm going to ignore that fake smile. I've never fake smiled <laughs> at anyone, Mitch. going to delete that part out. <laughs> but like totally. And and now I'm conscious and like thinking back and being like, how many times do I touch people like handshakes on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. And it's like and, 50, 60, yeah. 70, 80, hundred. When we have open houses yeah. that are busy, it's like yeah. 40 in an hour. Yeah. So, and how, and, and did you even think before about like, what are those people bringing into that open house? And, you know, and then you get in your car and then you touch the, and then you t- touch your face. Like that's one thing that's been mind opening. It was like, for sure. My face. I'm like, Holy crap. And I'm growing this like really bad gray beard. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, I just constantly realize, like, Whoa, don't touch the face. Don't touch the face. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's a weird time we're living in right now. What a time to yeah. be alive. Hey, what a time to be alive. Yeah, it really is. Just like every day is a learning, a learning curve. Seems like for sure, which is great. Keeps you on your toes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's uh, very, very challenging. Yeah, like I'm, I'd be lying to you if I don't feel, and I'm like in a non-academic based teaching course, right? So I'm like, but I'm still feeling overwhelmed about the idea of going online, having to have our kids be, you know, yeah. interactive and like just, the, it's just not what we signed up for yeah. from a work standpoint. Right. So I can only imagine how some of those people with four years left in their career are feeling, or maybe you're just, yeah, it's just, it's going to be, I think just anxious times for everyone, but look at it as learning and just have the right mental approach about it. Totally. Um, and talk through it. Cause I think it's, we'll all be able to get there, but there's so many of us, you know, in your two fields and our field that are feeling the same way. So can't figure it out for ourselves. We've got to be able to like share our stories and, and see what we can get to. For sure. I'll let yeah. you get back to your family. Go hang out with Eli. Tell him I say hello. I will, man. I hope he dunks on you today. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm getting to the point where he wants to race. Everything's a race. <laughs> so we were at the park yesterday playing soccer and he just wants to like roll the ball to race to it. And then like, he thinks that I should just let him win every time, but I don't. And he does doesn't like that. So just gotta know, man. That's not how life works. Exactly. He'll thank you for it. He'll thank you for it when he's twenty one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, brother. Boys, I well. appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah. Chat soon. Okay, take care. Bye.